Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello and welcome back to the Food Therapy Podcast. Today we are with dietitian Deanna and we are going to chat all the things, postpartum, Instagram, non-diet space, everything. So excited. So if you don't know Deanna, she is a pioneer in the online space, creating a loyal community of over 186,000 followers through her Instagram at dietitian Deanna and her blog dietitiandeanna.com where her audience trusts her with sound non-diet nutrition advice and inspiration. Deanna has helped hundreds of women achieve a simpler relationship with food in her signature food freedom breakthrough program and has also helped dozens of dietitians and nutritional prof- professionals grow their online business in her online entrepreneur academy. She is regularly featured in articles from Health Magazine, The Today Show, and The New York Post. Deanna is a speaker, writer, entrepreneur, body confidence activist, and food freedom coach who has taken her Instagram community along her compelling journey of disordered eating, body acceptance, personal, and business growth. Deanna's core philosophy encompasses an intuitive eating approach, and she continues to help her audience overcome rules and stress around food. She is passionate about everything she does and continues to empower women, dietitians, and end consumers in all that she does. Welcome, Deanna. Woohoo! It is a dreary day here, so I'm just excited to dive in, you guys. It's so good to be here. We're so excited to have you on and chat. So... Can you, you know, tell our listeners how you really got into the space of food freedom coaching? Good question. And entrepreneurship, both. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, I have to preface with my story has extremes, but it doesn't have to get to that for you to get help in general, only because... I have done a bodybuilding show in 2014 because that's what Instagram told me. I have tracked macros. I have been really unconfident in myself as a dietitian and why I created my online entrepreneur academy. So honestly, things are really extreme for me, but um, I got through to this space through all of those learning lessons, right? I knew I didn't want to do bodybuilding anymore, bikini shows. That was just like not, not something that was, I, I, I mean, I, I literally thought tracking macros was like super healthy back then to like weigh your food. And for me to wake up and think, where do I want to be in 10 years? Who do I want to be as a dietitian? Who do I want to be remembered for? And you know, about, and like, how can I truly leave a lasting impression on women in a positive way? And that's how I got into this space, honestly, was completely pivoting my whole business. My first LLC I opened in 2015, um, which was seven years now ago. Um, Co-owned my LLC with somebody else in the fitness industry. I managed a group of health coaches. We focused on, you know, weight loss and macros. And after two years of that, I was like, 
I'm kind of done. Like I still love, love the person that got me in the door and helped me like figure out business in general and opening LLCs and all that stuff that I help dietitians and other, you know, wellness coaches with, but it really just, I had to take a new path for myself. And, and that's how I grew the most was helping women in something that I know is possible. Like I, like many years ago, I was like, this is never going to be me. Right. I truly thought that I was going to be stuck in this forever, which a lot of women feel I was, I'm always going to hate my body. I'm always going to have to like worry about calories. Like I, this will just be my future, you know, and that sank into me to say, Hey, make a change, pivot your business, help women in a new way. Um, and that's really how I got here, I guess. Love it. Amazing. So inspiring. And you have a new baby. Yes. Tell us about her. She's amazing. Um, her name's Harper Jane. Harper, um, we loved as her first name. Jane is my grandmother who I've never met who died for breast cancer when she was 40. Um, so she's just a ball of fun. You guys, motherhood is fun. I was so, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, the, the mom label has been something really that I haven't been able to work through to understand like who, who am I as a female without having to be just a mom. Um, so I worked through that on my Instagram a little bit through my posts in my feed. Um, but yeah, things are really, really good. I can be a mom. I can be other things too. And she has just brought in so much happiness. I've never laughed and smiled so much than I have in the past, Aww. you know, 11 weeks. So honestly, I was scared, but it's been really beautiful. What has been the biggest surprise for you as a new mom? Truly the recovery part, I think. Mm -hmm. Like I thought six weeks, you know, you go to your OB, you get cleared to work out, have sex, do all the things again. And that's what my OB told me. She was like, you know, you tore, but you're healed and go. And I said, okay, (laughs) what does that mean? Like, how do I get back into it? I was scared because I was diagnosed, you know, I, I did have, I wasn't diagnosed then a few days later, I decided to go to a postpartum physical therapist, which if you are listening, definitely do that. A postpartum mm-hmm. physical therapist, a pelvic floor therapist, that is that is your person um, to help you repair and recover your body, which is crazy because if somebody tears their ACL, they get like six months to a year True. to recover. We yeah. tear our vaginas <laughs> and are expected to heal in six weeks, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And I truly thought just, I had been working out all through my pregnancy. I was like, I am a, you know, a healthy female. Six weeks will be it. And now I'm like, whew, that was a wake up call. I needed a little bit more time. And so I share that a lot on my page is, hey, I'm not bouncing back. I'm not trying to be anything I'm not right now. I just started strength training like this week. Um, Again, really slow. So to remind women that you need to recover during this process, was a big wake up call. And I think your question was what's been some of the most difficult things. I think that was number one. Number two is like managing my hunger, realizing I am breastfeeding. I'm working to, you know, exclusively breastfeed, I guess is what they call it. I don't, I don't even know the terms as a mom, but managing the hunger throughout the day. Cause I, I was like, just, it's a lot of feeling really hungry and honoring that those are probably like the top two, but there's, there's a lot more to get into, but those are, those would be my top two. 
The first part of what you were saying, it is crazy to me how little is spoken about a female's recovery from pregnancy. Like everyone focuses on the baby. It's like the baby goes to the doctor, the baby gets the, you know, the checkups, the visits, the booster shots, all of these things. And everyone forgets about mom. And the fact that PT and pelvic floor training, all these things are not even spoken about is just mind blowing to me. And I think a lot of women also focus on the birth, their Mm -hmm. dream birth they want, you know, whatever specifics they want around their birth. And the best thing that my OB told me was read the book called the fourth trimester, focus on that fourth trimester and what you want your life to look like instead of having this perfect birth because things can go wrong. You know, so I read the book. It's very interesting to hear about the culture of birth and that in, you know, other countries, you may rest for a full year, right? Like as a female, your mom may come in and take care of your baby for the first. I mean, it's just very interesting to see like the cultural differences with pregnancy. Um, But yes, I would, I I think that was a great piece of advice for me was you never know what can happen with the birth. You can have ideas of what you want to happen, but don't like stress too much about the birth. Think about what will my life look like after? What will make me happy? What will keep my mental health normal? For me, that's therapy. It's going for walks every day. Things like that I knew I'd have to come back to myself instead of just that mom role again. So that's kind of really key for me. Yeah, those are huge. I feel like everything, I don't know why, I feel like I've been surrounded by a lot of people, whether it's on social media or people that I just know in general having kids recently. And a huge component that I keep hearing that I never heard of before is the like identity crisis, which you kind of mentioned in the beginning of like, okay, now I'm like this mom that I never used to be. And like, I, I, I identify fully with that, but like, what does that feel like? Right. So how has that been? It's been nice to, I mean, I always like to teach from like a scar and not an open wound. And I still feel like it's a little bit of an open wound. So I'm still trying to process it a little bit still. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been nice to get back into work a little bit. I, feel like that was a lot of what I was focused on too in that final trimester. Like what does my maternity leave look like as a business owner um, who has a team and like, how do I manage all that? And when do I want to get back into it? Will I feel inspired? I did have, um, I was diagnosed with depression in high school. Am I going to struggle with postpartum depression? That wasn't your question. I feel like I'm getting into a lot of things. No, this is, this is honestly so helpful. Yeah. Keep talking. There was just like a lot of things that I was trying to process through in that, that third trimester of what will my life look like after this? So, um, the identity crisis, yes, I think it's one been nice to like get back into podcasting and launching my entrepreneur Academy and being able to speak to what I love again, Mm -hmm. as well as be a mom. So I think the best advice somebody gave me was you can be a mom and a business owner. You can be a mom and a a wife, you know, and of course our relationship potentially looks a little different now Mm -hmm. just with, and and we have to, you know, you just have to try to not talk about your kid all the time. Like now we have ideas of of things we want to like prompts we want to talk about instead Mm -hmm. of just I see, you know, cause I do follow a lot of people on social media too, who have kids. And they're like, we went to dinner and all we did was like, look at pictures of our kid. I'm like, <laughs> nope, we are not doing that. Yeah. Like I love looking at videos of Harper laughing and smiling that I have of, like last night we turned on Aerosmith, um, and just like jammed out and like 
did the air guitar with her. It's just like so fun to yeah. watch Zach, like just play around with her like that. But, um, you know, just knowing that we still want to be humans and, um, successful as a mom, but also in other ways, you know, I just, yeah. That's also the best example you can set for a young daughter, like showing her that you can be an awesome mom and at the same time, be like a kick-ass entrepreneur, businesswoman, amazing wife, friend, all of these different parts. I think it's so important for especially young daughters to see that. Yeah. You might not be all of those all at one time, Um, (laughs) but yes, I agree. And Lauren and I were actually at a conference when it was about kind of that, like a lot of the women there had kids. That was before I had kids. I did not get it. So if you're listening Mm -hmm. and you don't have kids, like I totally get potentially just like not, not understanding. And that's fine too. But, um, I think during that conference, the, the person, one of the speakers had said, um, like she's potentially, I don't feel guilt for putting her in daycare or having somebody take care of her because she's probably playing more cool games and being more stimulated than I could even my creativeness could do because I, you know, have other obligations. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you mentioned this like depression component, what do you, and you mentioned the pelvic floor physical therapist. I think that's huge. I, um, I have a friend who is a diet, a postpartum dietitian, and she had such a good recommendation for, cause she works with people who are postpartum and she's like, it's so frustrating, like the sales aspect of it, because new moms don't realize that they need to prioritize themselves and they just spent all this money on a birth. So they're not prioritizing themselves. Right. So something that she came up with was like at the baby shower, rather she's like, you get so many freaking clothes. You don't need any more clothes. Do like a mental health fund for therapy after, or do, you know, like the physical therapist. So is there anything that you're like, I wish I did, or I'm so happy that I did. On that note, we, yes, uh, we registered four courses as part of our, um, baby shower. Yes. Yeah. So smart. So smart. The, um, tiny hood has a lot of great ones, but like on like breastfeeding, if you're struggling with that, mm-hmm. the one that was crucial for us was the taking care of babies one, like Kara mm-hmm. is her name, C-A-R-A. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. It helps you schedule like your day so that you can get more sleep. And that has been key in general that now she's sleeping more than like two hours at night, which was really hard at first. Um, And now she's going like six, seven hours, which you will get there if you're in the thick of it right now, which is really, really nice. So yes, like courses, courses, putting them on your registry. Um, I started therapy during pregnancy. Mm to say, Hey, I don't know what my life will look like after this Help me now. So starting before, Mm -hmm. and that's what my therapist said, thank you for coming now, instead of being, you know, in the thick of it in that fourth trimester where you're struggling even more, you know, I was preventive rather than reactive. Yes. That's so true. I feel like it's kind of like in couples therapy, they always say like everybody who thinks that they need couples therapy is like, at the end of their relationship, everything's like too late. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't have to be that something's like inherently wrong. It's be preventable. So I love that aspect of it too. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, 
What would your advice be for someone who really wants to become a mom, but they are absolutely terrified of the changes that will likely happen to their body? Yeah. Um, I truly think the best advice I can give you right off the bat is if you're terrified of your body changing, I just want you to remember, you don't know how you will feel about your body during pregnancy. So you don't know how you will feel about your body. I was terrified as well too, thinking I'm going to hate my body changing. I'm going to freak out. Right. And then during pregnancy, I was like, this is amazing. Right. Like not that I was comfortable in my body every day, not that I love my body every day, but I had to accept I was going to gain weight. I had to accept things were changing. You're making another human. I mean, it's literally mind boggling that there is a a human inside you, side of you. So I think the the best thing to, to realize is don't overthink it now before you get pregnant. Like if you want to have kids, you might love your body pregnant, right? You might be like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I heard that a lot from my audience. Like I, pregnancy was the catalyst for me to actually become an intuitive eater, right? Because you have to gain weight. You potentially are more lax. You you, you know, you need to eat more. So don't automatically assume you're going to like hate your body changing mm-hmm. before it happens. Right. And I think the other thing that women worry about is like the weight gain. Um, and there's a lot you can do. Like just my OB was amazing. She never told me my weight that wasn't brought up. Right. Of course I like saw it every now and then, um, from the nurse, but knowing that, you know, you have to gain weight. It's okay to gain as much weight as you need to feel healthy during pregnancy. Um, and knowing like you have to gain weight, right? (laughs) Like that is your job during pregnancy in order to have a human inside of you. And it's not just, it, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's also like you have two liters extra of blood and all this crazy stuff that you need to have on you in order to have a child. So, um, yeah, weight gain, body changing, all of those questions. Yeah. And then also like, I feel like healing your relationship with food. Um, it's always a huge and like your fear of weight gain and everything. We always are thinking about it in terms of like ourselves of, Oh, it's just annoying to have these thoughts. I'm so frustrated, blah, blah, blah. But like, first of all, it's not about you anymore. You're growing a child. Like that's a responsibility that you have. And Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want that weight on your shoulders that you weren't eating enough or that you were fear of the weight gain. And also, even if you aren't pregnant or trying to get pregnant, it affects other people around you too. If they're seeing you struggle with food or fear of weight gain or anything like that. And that's something I always remind my clients of like, I don't want you to feel the pressure that, you know, you're not responsible for their happiness and whatnot, but how is your relationship with them being affected by, you know, how you view food and, I remember Deanna, I don't know how long ago this was, but I remember you posted something about how like Zach was making you dinner or something. And you were like, I would never let that happen before. And I was the same way. Like you can't cook. I don't know how many tablespoons of olive oil they're putting in there. And it's like the littlest things that you would not even realize until you get to the other side is mind boggling. I love that. I do remember that. And now Zach cooks a lot time management wise <laughs> yeah. because a lot of my calls are in the evening, late afternoon. And it's amazing to have that freedom. It feels so good. And I'm in this spot where, yeah, I haven't potentially returned to my pre-pregnancy weight. And that's not my 
my, my big goal right now, right? Like that's, what's beautiful about all of this is doing the work before you have a baby so that you can be okay with this during and after and like realizing if I would have like started working out at six weeks, I probably would have been, you know, not as far along with just recovering like my pelvic floor. I mean, just, I probably would have just had such a skewed view of myself postpartum than if I, if I did this work prior. And that's what I always tell women is like, don't wait until you have the baby to think I should try it now because, um, intuitive eating should be something you do before hundred percent. And it allows you to be present with your new baby and be present in your relationship and just in life. So if you were to wait, like I, I can imagine that the amount of time you have in your day has changed. Um, obviously there's still 24 hours, but how you divide those 24 hours have changed. And so we have like, as young moms, like you have less time to focus on food and, you know, your body size. So getting that work done beforehand is really valuable. Yeah. It's incredible. The amount of moms that I work with in terms of like nutrition stuff that have already had kids, but they're younger and they're just like, I want to be able to take a picture with my kid because I avoid pictures right now. And I want to have the memories with my kids, right? So if you do all the work before, not to say that after it's going to be easy, but hopefully it's more manageable and you don't have to think about it as much when you have so many other things on your plate, like a kid. Yes. Yeah. And that's something you never want your kid to hear, right? Right. No, I can't take a picture with you because I Mm -hmm. look ugly or look fat right now. Yeah. You mentioned that your goal, your main goal is not to get your, you know, pre baby body back, but how do you navigate all of this postpartum, you know, get your pre baby body back messaging. And as women, like we're in such a vulnerable, you know, position, especially with hormone changes and lack of sleep. So I'm curious how you navigate all that. I definitely unfollow it. If any of that comes up for me at all, I follow people like the bird's papaya who shares things about like the rawness of her body, as well as like Jenna Kutcher just had another child. Um, they're both kind of like entrepreneurs and, you know, body neutral or, you know, body confident on the social media. And I think it's just like not prescribing to anything in regards to bounce back, right? No, I'm not bouncing back into exercise. I'm not bouncing back into my genes. Like I am just letting my body be. And the change, I I think I have to remind myself all the time. The only um, constant with my body is that it's going to change for the rest of my life, right? My, my, my face will change. My skin will change. And if, if I pride myself on that for the rest of my life, then I'm going to continue to hate myself until I'm 80. So knowing that it's going to change and that's okay. Being okay with change has been the biggest um, component of that. So it's hard to navigate. I think as women um, with, especially with shows like selling sunset who we're showing, um, you know, Christine, like doing yoga two weeks after having a baby or something crazy like that. Um, but like knowing what mentally will keep you healthy in this time is, is crucial too. That show. I mean, 
first season, I, so I love like million dollar listing, all that kind of stuff. First season, I loved it. And now it's yeah. just like a reality show. When I saw her come down with that baby and freaking a full face of makeup. I also follow some OB on um, Instagram and she was saying how basically the birth experience that she claimed she had is like physically impossible or something. Oh I don't gosh. remember, but I was just like, oh, that's really interesting. But I'm curious about kind of going back to the pelvic floor PT. How often do you go? What is it like? Like, is it like doing exercises with them? Don't they like get in there? So the pelvic floor, they would like uh, get inside your vagina and like check it all out. I went to a practice recommended from a neighbor who she's actually on Instagram. We could leave her Instagram handle if we want. Um, Her name's Darina. So I found her from a neighbor. You can also get your OB. Like my OB had a recommendation, but I already had this appointment with this lady because I knew I was going to do this. Like before I even saw my OB, I was like, I'm going to see a postpartum physical therapist. So I saw her first Mm -hmm. because she said she's kind of like the main to test everything out. So the first appointment looked different than maybe a pelvic floor. And she said, you know what? You probably don't need specific pelvic floor. Like I can tell what's wrong. She was able to diagnose my pelvic issues without having to like get into my vagina and test everything out, which would have been fine too. I would have been fine with, but, um, the appointment itself was incredible. I cried because I felt listened to number one. So if you feel like your OB is like, you're good, you're good. I loved my OB. I love my OB. A lot of people said, get a new OB. And I'm like, everything with the birth was amazing. I just think OBs are used to like the, you know, the surgery, looking at the stitches and being like, you're clear, mm-hmm. not the, okay, here's what you should do first with exercise, right? Like that's truly not their job. So if I was expecting that, I shouldn't have been. So for the physical therapist to listen to me, for her to know what was wrong with me, I had symphysis pubis, which means like your pelvic bones are literally just rubbing against each other because they've been like stretched uh, where the baby's head was because she was, Harper was so low for like the past, the last two months of my pregnancy. So it just kind of like that cartilage between your pelvic bones. Um, anyway, I, some people have it. Some people have no idea what that is, but um, the appointments are amazing. I mean, she was able to like diagnose me. She, she, we did exercises. It was like the first time I was able to resistance train against just her body. So we did things like clamshells and figuring out how to just breathe into my stomach again. Cause you're, I mean, your, your stomach is literally so stretched out. It's your abs need to re know how to like breathe and like come in again. So that was what it was about. And then I've seen her again a month later because she recommended I don't start exercise right away. And she cleared me for exercise this time. So yeah, that's awesome. It's so interesting. It is. Who's having having a baby next guys? Lauren, Brittany? (laughs) No, (laughs) not anytime soon. It's just, I feel like women are superheroes and it's not talked about enough. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Agree. I know Zach realizes that because he watched it all. <laughs> yeah. How was um, he during the birth? He was so good. Really? We had talked about mantras for him mm. prior. So he was like, he, th- those were his mantras. Like, you can do anything for 60 seconds, right? Like, what else? Um, just like really helpful. So if, if you're scared of what your significant other is going to do, 
write out things on a post-it note and like hand them to him, which right. he actually came up with the mantras because we used that one when we, when we ran a marathon. It was like, I can do anything for one more mile, right? Like <laughs> things like that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you don't actually prepare for it, especially guys, they can be like traumatized. Like what is literally happening right now? Cause they don't yeah. know what to expect. I mean, like neither passing do you, out. Like, what was yeah. physically harder running a marathon or childbirth? Oh, they're just so different. Like <laughs> it's really hard to compare. Did you have an epidural? Um, when I was nine centimeters dilated, I have on my podcast, Deets with D and I have the birth story. Um, it was too late. I was already like, but the epidural was the best thing that ever happened to me. So, um, I recommend it <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. Cause it was so, it was such a beautiful thing after that, before that it was so raw. I was literally screaming bloody murder. The entire hospital floor could hear me. I thought I was going to get kicked out. I was literally like, <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. I don't even know where those sounds came from. <laughs> oh my God. I need to go listen to that episode. Yeah, same. It is really funny. <laughs> I've gotten so many women um, being like, oh my God, I couldn't stop laughing hearing your sounds because Zach was trying to imitate them too. He joined me for the podcast. <laughs> uh, it was fun. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Any other you know, tips or advice you have for women who are going to either experience post, uh, you know, the fourth trimester or are currently in their fourth trimester. Any other tips in the fourth trimester? Mm -hmm. Give yourself grace. If you haven't tried intuitive eating yet, my program is coming out again soon. Mm -hmm. And we have so many women in there in a similar situation with wanting to become a mom soon or, you know, working on their body image and how to eat and how to honor your hunger in that time, um, which is my food freedom breakthrough program. And just, I, I know it gets better, right? Like, but also embracing this time, just knowing it's going to go by fast. So I take a lot of pictures, take a lot of videos so I can remember every single day. Um, and just, yeah, knowing things are like getting better and you can still be you without like, of course, everything feels like it's changed, but really make time for you every single day, every single day, prioritize you. Because if you're not filling up your cup first, you're not like, you're not showing your daughter or son what self-care looks like, right? right. Like you're not prioritizing who you are. And that's not what I want to pass down to my children. And you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. Exactly. So thank you so much, Gianna. Where can everyone find you, find your group program? Give us all the deets. Yeah, you can find me at Dietitian Deanna. I hang out on Instagram the most. It's Dietitian with two Ts. I think even my dad was trying to find me with a C. <laughs> like Dietitian with a C, I know, I know. Um, and uh, Food Freedom Breakthrough launches every other month. It's an incredible, empowering 12-week process. We work through my proven framework. Over 700 women have been through in order to get to a simple relationship with food in your body. And then if you're a dietitian listening, I also have my online entrepreneur academy for dietitians and anybody who's an expert in their field. I've worked with so many different genres in, in terms of coaches and therapists and things like that. Um, that's launching again here soon too. So 
that's where I hang out. I also hang out on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, I love TikTok. Um, and then you can find out even more information on my website, dietitiandeanna.com. Great. And all of that will be in the show notes. So. Yes. Thanks, Deanna. Awesome. Thank you. Guys, it was so fun. Have a good yeah. weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at foodtherapypod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.